0: send your Holy Spirit that we might experience Christ anew and personally. We ask in his precious name. Amen. As I mentioned at the start of the service, Jesus' words in our gospel reading from John 15, they sound a little bit They may even be a bitter pill to swallow. He is talking about a radical conflict between the natural world and the supernatural world, between time and eternity, between life that comes from heaven through Christ, and ordinary life between the citizens of heaven and the citizens of this world. But this radical conflict can only be understood if I go back to its basis. What creates this radical conflict? And once we know that and we talk a bit about the radical conflict, we will see that the radical conflict leads us to a radical... Okay, what's the word? Challenge. Now, I was going to say this to the end of the sermon, but and this is probably the only thing that you'll remember. Do you notice the RCs, radical conflict, right? radical change, radical challenge, redeemer church? RC So this sermon is especially for you So let's talk first of all about the radical change that comes into our lives through our encounter with Christ We know what that is from the first part of chapter 15 where Jesus says I am the vine you are the branches that his resurrection life will penetrate into us through our faith in him that the life of heaven will become ours that we will become citizens of heaven that we will have an out of this world power to change our nature that the world doesn't totally understand We are entering a new dimension, a new citizenship, a new experience, a new power that is incomprehensible to people who do not have faith in Jesus Christ. This is what creates the conflict. They look at us and they see Christ living through us they see the power of the Holy Spirit animating us they hear us talk about the fact that heaven is our home that we are citizens not of this world but of heaven that eternity has invaded time that the future can be experienced in the present and this all sounds strange and weird And it may lead people who have never had an encounter with Christ or experienced the life that he gives to say, you guys are weird. You're strange. It may even arouse antagonism. Why? Well, quite simply, Because the radical change in our nature has given us a new perspective. A new perspective on life and death, on safety and security. A new perspective on our identity, our value, our significance. And for people who have not experienced Jesus Christ, this is a foreign language. Well, let's go through those three quite quickly. Life and death. When I came of age for drinking beer, One of the popular beer commercials was by a company that I don't even think exists anymore, Slits. And their slogan was, you only go around once in life, go for the gusto. In other words, this short, temporary life is all you got. Live it up. Then there was Karl Marx who came along and said, you know, all this belief in heaven, even though your present life is kind of miserable, he called that the opiate of the people. It deadened you to living life now. And of course, Marx's famous disciple, uh, one of the Beatles, John Lennon, said, Imagine there is no heaven, it's easy if you try. No hell below, above you only sky. People living for today. What a bunch of horse pooey. C.S. Lewis in his masterful classic, Mid-Christianity, in the chapter titled "Hope," Hope, He makes this astounding claim. He says, have you ever noticed in history that people who think most about the next world accomplish most in this world? That our citizenship in heaven does not deaden us to life now, but it activates us. It engages us in life now. This life is just a small part of our total life. There's an eternity out there waiting for us. And let me dispel the myth. You're not going to be sitting on a cloud playing a harp um, With Johnny Erickson Tata, who was paralyzed from the neck down at age 19, I'm going to be skiing the Sierra Madres. She says, heaven for her means that she can dance. That certainty activates us. And we're going to get to that in part number three. But let's go to security and safety. You know we live in a world of people, who are insecure, fearful, sometimes angry. It's dangerous out there. What is our security? More soldiers, more police, I don't know. What is our security? Where is our safety? is it that gives our life a rock bottom certainty? Well, I don't think anybody has ever said it better than the Apostle Paul the last two verses of Romans chapter 8. I am convinced that neither life nor death angels, the Greek has principalities, go with demons. Angels or demons, the present or the future, height or depth. Or any powers or anything in this creation can separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now that is security. That is safety. To know that you are nestled in the Father's everlasting arms. And no matter what happens to you, no matter how difficult, how hurtful, nothing can separate you from His love. Right. identity, our value, our significance. Robin Roberts of Good Morning America calls Joel Olstein America's pastor. Uh, you may know him. He purchased the Houston Rockets Arena when they built a new one and every week he fills up his church with 15,000 people. So what does Joel Olstein say if you want to have an identity, if you want to have value and significance in your life? Joel Osteen says, look in the mirror and say, I am great, I'm wonderful. Well, that may work for a day or two. Well, what if one of your friends, you overhear them saying, ah, Dan is great, he's wonderful. Well, that helps. What if somebody who is world-renowned and recognized as a scholar, a leader, an amazing person says, you know, Dan's wonderful, he's great, well, that helps. And that might last a week. But what if the God who created this world with an infinite number of galaxies and an infinite number of stars says, Dan, because Jesus died for you, you're wonderful. You're great. First Peter chapter 2, Peter says. You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's possession. Now, that last one, uh, those of you who like the King James English, it always sounded kind of weird. You are a peculiar people. If you go back to the original Hebrew in Exodus 19 and in the book of Deuteronomy repeatedly, God says, You are my treasure of possession. I created billions of galaxies and billions of stars in each galaxy. I created worlds beyond your imagination. I created you. You are my treasure of possession. Of all the things I made, you are the one I treasure. Nobody says it better than Paul, once again, 2 Corinthians 5. God made him, Jesus, to be sin, even though he knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We might be perfect in God's eyes. We might be totally accepted, completely forgiven, unconditionally loved, today and forever. That's your identity, that's your significance. And guess what, the radical conflict, which is the result of the radical change of our nature, leads to a radical challenge. I'm sure you notice in the text, Jesus says, you know, they hated me, they persecuted me, the slave's not above his master, they're going to do the same thing to you. What happened to Jesus when the scorn and the hate was unloaded on him? When he was persecuted? He died on Christ. What did that accomplish? Was that a dead end? Oh well, one more inspiring teacher is crucified, big deal. No! The cross is the source of salvation for this world. It's the source of life for you now and forever. Jesus was hated. He was persecuted. He was nailed to a cross. And look what it accomplished. So if you are hated and you are persecuted, I wonder what you can accomplish. Will you accept the radical challenge that has been created and precipitated by the radical conflict? If you read John 15, our text begins at verse 18. You know what verse 17 is? It's mentioned three times in this chapter. Love one another as I have loved you. Our text goes to verse 25. Do you know what verses 26 and 27 are? When I send the Helper, the Holy Spirit, He will testify. I like the word witness better. He will witness to me, and you also will witness to me. So let me make this real neat and brand this on your brain. The way we witness to Christ is by loving others with the same kind of sacrificial self-giving love that Christ gave to each one of us. Oh, you doubt that, do you? Well, let's go to Matthew 5. Jesus says you are the light of the world. He doesn't say try to become a light. He says you are. By virtue of your relationship with me, you are the light of the world. Now let your light so shine that people may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Now you're not loving people and caring about people to make them members or a redeemer. You're loving people and caring about people because that's what Jesus did. And his life has infected and influenced you through the power of the Holy Spirit. You've been radically changed. And through the forge or the fires of radical conflict, you are enabled and empowered to take up the radical challenge, to witness to the reality of Christ through loving others. So. My message to Redeemer and to the individual members here and to any visitors amongst us is simply this. Don't be scared to go out in the world, to go out into Tillamook or up to Twin Rocks or Rockaway or what's that uh, strange place, in Halem. <laughs> Don't be afraid to get involved in your community, in people's lives. This is a dark, dark world. Let the light of Christ shine through you into the darkness. Now, I just want to do one advertisement real quick. Uh, last summer, we got involved in the Johnny and Friends Camp, at the Friends Camp in Twin Rocks. What they do. to serve people with handicaps. It's absolutely amazing to get involved in their lives, to demonstrate the love of Christ through acts of kindness. It's unbelievable. And get this, it changes lives today and forever. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, the radical change of our nature that has come through Christ enables us to endure the radical conflict between us and the world so that we might be led to the radical challenge of witnessing to your love by loving others. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.